Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Out and About with Antoinette. Now, this is a podcast where I get an opportunity to interview some awesome people who are from in and around the state of Delaware that are doing positive things in their communities. And today, I'm so excited because I have Jason McCall. Let me tell you a little bit about Jason. Jason is a Baltimore native who's been living in the Wilmington area full-time since 2008, but he's been in Delaware since 2002, when he started his matriculation at the Delaware State University. And while he was attending there from 2002 to 2007, he was a member of the marching band and the DSU concert choir. After leaving DSU, Jason began a career in corporate America in 2008. Now let's fast forward to 2019 because he has an awakening regarding what he wants to do with his life and his true purpose. From working with kids at Gunning Bedford to serving at West End Neighborhood House via Public Allies. He's also got some political background, and I'll let him talk about that. But he is most proud of his membership in the MWULYP, which is Metropolitan Wilmington Urban League Young Professionals. And he has been working as, oh my gosh, amazing, some amazing things. And I have him here because he's also doing the DETV covering local and national sports. And you guys know I bit my teeth on DETV as well. But check this out, y'all. Jason is a recent honoree of the DBT 40, under 40 for both his work in professional and civic spaces. I love my young alum, and that is why I'm so happy. Jason, welcome to Out and About with Antoinette. Thank you for having me on this wonderful show. I've been, been listening for a while and it's waiting my turn and my day has finally come. So I'm very excited to be here. I'm grateful for the opportunity and we're going to have some fun today. We sure are. And you know, I, I have, I, you know, I write everything out and I'm like, I got to look and see what Jason's doing. And every time I turn around, Jason's doing something else. I mean, you <laughs> are on the move. I'm so excited for you. Congratulations, first and foremost, for being recognized and honored as a DBT 40 honoree. Now, a lot of people don't know about that, especially if they're not from Delaware. So before we get into the other stuff on the other side, tell us a little bit more about the Delaware Business Times Award and how you felt about being recognized as someone under 40 doing some amazing things. The uh, DBT 40 is short for Delaware Business Times, uh, 40 under 40. Um, it's an award that they uh, they present to uh, local professionals throughout the state of Delaware in different uh, walks of their professional lives. So so from banking to uh, political aspirations and, and politics to uh, service uh, venues, what have you, uh, whatever, whatever you're doing in your field, if you're recognized and you're under 40 and you submit an application or you get nominated on one and once they, once you apply, interview you and then get selected and uh, Luckily, well, blessed by up from up above, I was selected as a recipient um, for this year. And um, it finally, for me, it provided me with validation from the work I've been doing over the past few years, but also it validated the build up to where I am now at this stage in my life. So I felt like everything 
it's starting to align. Everything happened for a reason. And the uh, DBT 40 award is just one of many things that kind of made me feel like, okay, I am on the right track. I am doing the right thing. I don't have to suffer from imposter syndrome. No, I'm doing the work. I'm doing it correctly. And people are noticing the passion and the effort and putting into it. So getting that award was something that was very, very uh, meaningful to me. And let's go back even a little bit further. You're coming from Baltimore as a young man, a young black man coming from Baltimore, then coming to Delaware. You know, in my home, it was vice versa. I had a young man. My son went from Delaware to uh, Bowie. So he went from the you know suburbs, the little Middletown, uh, Delaware into the city. How was it for you to come from you know Baltimore, be more to Delaware and to specifically to DSU? Well, um, that's a great um, question that I haven't been asked in a very long time about why I came here and how I got here. Uh, so um, Baltimore's Baltimore, I mean, I'm born and raised there, um, but, but coming to DSU was fairly easy. I'll be honest to say it wasn't my top choice, but that was only because I was recruited heavily out of high school for me playing trombone in the marching band. So I had offers from a lot of different schools, but then some offers fell through, some band directors left, some schools didn't offer enough money. And uh, lo and behold, I ended up at Delaware State University in the fall of 2002. But being away from home wasn't uh, too difficult at all. Uh, it's Delaware, Dover, Delaware to Baltimore was only 89 miles. So not really that far away. But um, my experience, I'll go back a step further. Um, at the age of 11, I was selected in a program from a bunch of youth in Baltimore City at the end of my sixth grade year to actually attend school in Africa. So I went to middle school, seventh to eighth grade in Kenya. So every transition as far as moving around since then has been a breeze. I was 16 miles, 16 hours away by plane. So being an hour and a half away by car was a walk in the park. And I did not know that. That is a great story. You know, and I, 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 I pride myself on doing a little research and checking out my guests. And I did not know that. That is amazing. Oh, so that, so um, yeah, so just coming from Baltimore to Delaware is no big deal because you had already gone to Kenya. So that is wonderful. Now, let's go back to what you talk about coming to Delaware State, the Delaware State University. And that's actually where we met. You know, I went a little bit earlier than you. Just a wee bit earlier. Just a little bit. You know, I was there from oh, something like called 1979 <laughs> to 1983. <laughs> and, you know, Delaware State prepared me for the world and my career. How did it help you? How did it prepare you, um, not only for your career in corporate America, but with your, your recent assignment with the White House? Well, um, I would say with, with how it prepared me, as a child, I always knew that I was going to go to HBCU. That was often part of the plan me by uh, my mom and my aunt. Uh, my aunt was a graduate of Howard University. My mom was a graduate of Morgan State. My grandfather was a graduate of North Carolina A&T. And our other cousins went to other schools uh, throughout the Eastern Corridor that were HBCU. So I knew that I was going to go to HBCU. I didn't know which one. Um, but originally, my very first choice was Jackson State. Uh, I have been watching their bands as a kid, and their trombone section was legendary. I played trombone, so I said, I'm going to Jackson State. I got a award letter of my junior year of high school invitation to come down to band camp, full ride for the senior year going into my freshman year of college. Mother said, Mississippi, that's a, 
that's an H no. So pick another school and <laughs> and then a few other choices fell through and I landed in, in Delaware State slap. But coming to Delaware State was actually easy for me as well because um I had some familiarity with the banner at that time. He was previously the assistant at Hampton University, took over Delaware State in 2001, which is my senior year of high school, and he came to my high school in Baltimore to recruit us. Mm. And I circled back to him mid-summer 2002, said, hey, the office still yours if you want it. And I came to orientation, and a lot of people don't know the story about that situation, but when my mother and I walked into his office for orientation, my scholarship letter was actually coming off of the printer as I walked in. I didn't tell him I was coming. Wow. So, so I smelled the hot ink on my scholarship offer letter as I walked in and I nosy leaned over and saw my name and signed it right in there and the rest is history. But how Delaware State prepared me to answer the actual question. Uh, college prepares everyone, but in particular, HBCUs prepare African Americans for life outside of the bubble. Because when you go to HBCU, you're in a bubble, but the bubble actually protects you and it prepares you for all things that can come your way. And going to the HBCU is beneficial, I would say, for the fact that being African-American or being, in, being a person of color, we are not monoliths, we're all different. Even in being African-American, we have, you have your African-Americans from the suburbs, you have African-Americans from public housing, you have your African-Americans from two-parent households, you have African-Americans who were homeless, you have African-Americans who are who are transplants from different countries. So HBCUs provided that world that was just, hey, black is not only a hue, but it's a hue of different shades. So seeing that in college prepared me for what the real world actually was. And Delaware State also prepared me from an aspect of just being business oriented and always, always making the right connections and keeping in contact with your connections so how that has uh, parlayed into modern day, into my professional space, a lot of the organizations that I work with or have partnered with or have volunteered with are mostly comprised of former classmates of mine during my time in Delaware State. So as I, when I joined the Urban League back in 2019, I went to a meeting just to go. I just see what it was like. And when I walked in the meeting, the president I went to school with civic engagement chair I went to school with and the uh, social chair I went to school with at Delaware State. So it was like me having a class reunion with old friends and I saw them in their professional spaces. And aside from them being students when we were younger and said, hey, you know what? I'd like to be a part of this. But also I had previous history with the Urban League. So I was tagging along with my mom in the Baltimore chapter as a kid. So it was heaven sent and, and perfect timing for me to join the Urban League at, at that moment. And Went uh, head first into that, and from the Urban League, got connections with Public Allies um, right after the pandemic. And then also during that time, I was doing a, a dual cohort with the uh, James H. Gilliam Sr. Fellowship through the Metropolitan Women's Urban League. And then through that, was able to get the job that I have right now, as I am a caseworker and a field rep with the Honorable Representative Lisa Blunt Rochester, who loves DSU to the core. Mm -hmm. um, so I call constituents every day with just uh, cases from, say, uh, IRS to immigration and just making sure that I'm in the field, uh, listening to the people, bringing that information back, seeing how we can address their needs. But also, uh, as of recently, I was just past Saturday, I was pinned as 
a founding member of the 100 Black Men Delaware, the Delaware chapter here, uh, which we've never had. So the, uh, the chairman of the 100 Black Men, lastly, founder of the organization overall, came and spoke to us and we were uh, pinned on uh, this past Saturday. And that was uh, another checkbox for me, but another thing that makes me know that the work I'm doing is not in vain and I'm not doing it for any other accolades. They just happens to come because of just the timing is right and the blessings are flowing, but I never do anything that I set out to do for uh, acclaim or praise because my true reward will come when I close my eyes for the last time. Jason, All this is just to help other people out. That is, you know, that is amazing because I listen, I'm sitting here listening to you. I'm smiling, you know, I'm laughing, I'm applauding. My heart is full. Um, I'm so in tune with your mom because my husband wanted to send our youngest to Mississippi. And I was like, nah, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so that was out as well. So I applaud her for that. But you are, you know, like I said, you have been working towards something. And I love the, that you're doing the give back, you know, with everything that you're doing, you're saying you're walking in, you know, the steps, um, you're meeting people, you're connecting with people, but you're not looking for the accolade, you know, um, in this world of social media, you guys grew up with social media, everything is, you know, you got to post, you got to share, you got to, you know, um, I'd say for the peacock, you know, you got to show all those feathers. All like, the feathers. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and that is not, you know, a lot of people say, hey, you know, how did they get that? How did, you know, it's not about how, how it's like just to give back. Like, how do I give back? I'm not looking for the peacock feathers. I'm looking for the give back. And that's why I love, you know, what you're doing. And I want to talk more about, if you if you don't mind, the 100 Black Men um, of Delaware, because that is new here in the state, um, you know, just happened. And I, I'm loving that, looking at, you know, social media and looking at my little other son, Markevious Gideon, who is president. And, you know, that's my little, my side of my little son. I adopt all you guys all the time. I've got a broad of, of little bros that I call my son. So let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I'm going to continue the conversation with Jason, what he's working on now, because he is definitely moving and grooving and making a difference in his community. And he wants to share some things with us that's coming up. So we'll be right back after this quick break. And don't forget, you can find and follow me on all my social media platforms by using the link tree ID, A Blake Enterprises. Are you ready to join the billion dollar podcasting industry? If so, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is ready for you. Whether you're just starting out and have no equipment or you are a seasoned pro but need help with production, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio has everything you need. Conveniently located in Middletown, Delaware, Blake's state-of-the-art production facilities make producing your first or 100th podcast a breeze. No matter what kind of project you have in mind, the professionals at Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio can help with your production or give you the tools to produce it on your own. At the heart of Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is award-winning blogger, vlogger, and CEO Antoinette Blake, and her goal is simple, to help one more entrepreneur be successful. So stop making excuses and start making your podcast, audiobook, e-course, and other online dreams come true. Call Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio now, 302-261-3530. That's 302-261-3530. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? 
commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Antoinette Blake, the CEO of A. Blake Enterprises. And here on Out and About with Antoinette, every week on a Wednesday at 1 p.m., I am interviewing a guest from in and around the state of Delaware who is doing some positive things in their communities. And today I have Jason McCall. He is also an alum from the Delaware State University. He is also my adopted son, one of many in the state of Delaware. He is doing so much for the community, for the give back. And if you were listening to the conversation prior to our um, taking this break, we're talking about, I wanna call it, and I'm gonna call it the peacock syndrome, okay? Everyone wants to be a peacock. You may wanna show all their feathers and that's fine, but, you have to, you know, I think I want to do it for the give back. Now, we were at the DSU prayer breakfast recently, and we were just having a conversation. And what struck me, again, I was sitting there and I, you know, hey, I'm a graduate of 1983. So I know, you know, I'm of a particular age, but I don't feel that way because I'm always surrounded by young people. But the way that you presented yourself to me when we, we got to the prayer breakfast, you know, you, you offered to get me a cup of coffee. I mean, you just was so in tune to not only me, but the whole environment at that event. What are you working? I mean, what is your driving other than the give back? Because I know you're not a peacock and I know you don't want to be a peacock, but what is it that, <laughs> that you're striving to do? What legacy do you want to leave? Well, I want to make the dash in between my birth date and my end date meaningful. And I want to make that meaningful in whichever way possible. So my goal is to have, once I close my eyes for the final time, I want people to say, you know what? He poured, he poured out every piece of energy, his heart, his time, every single day. I want to empty myself every single day until I can empty myself anymore. So that's the goal to give as much as I can each and every day. So I know that there's nothing left behind from the previous day to go into the next day. And however that looks, whatever that looks like, um, whatever that means I may have to do, I may have to take on extra things even when I'm tired or when I don't feel like it. But hey, sometimes that's what you have to do in life to get where you need to go. Sacrifice is a part of, the, of life, but all sacrifices aren't bad. Most sacrifices are actually good because once you sacrifice something for a greater means, once you get to that, that means that prize, if you will, or that that recompense for that reward, then you realize that your time and effort was worth it because what you think is worth it may not be what is actually worth it once you get to the end result. So you just have to, uh, I hate to use the term from my rival team, the Sixers, I'm a Celtics fan, but you have to- Uh-oh. 
you have to trust the process, if you will, and just continue to go into your natural progression of things. But I, I, I feel like a lot of people, even younger, older, whatever the case may be, have not been able to identify their purpose, nor have they been able to walk into their purpose. I feel like in the last four years, my purpose has been public service and being amongst the people and being with the people. I was in jobs to where I was behind a desk 24 seven and not really doing those things. I was helping people, but I wasn't helping myself. And I actually became depressed while working in COVID in America, hence me leaving. Um, and when I pivoted to the, to the school district, that was a joy because my grandfather was a math teacher for 40 years. My mom was a special education teacher. So education was always a pull, but government was also always a pull. Community service was also a pull too. So those, those three tiers were always somewhat censored around my life. There was a joke in my house as a child that I'll be the first black president. Unfortunately, Barack Obama beat me, but, <laughs> but I'm happy for that as well. We did have someone that looks like us in office, but that was a joke. As a kid, my, my nickname in my family was Mr. President when I was a kid. So a lot of different things happened. Um, but yeah, just making making sure that my dash counts. That's the main thing that fuels me every day. I want to go to sleep knowing that I'm at peace with what I've done for that particular day. It's the dash in between. And, and, you know, Jason, you are so spot on. And that is something I say, you know, I may have been born in this year and I don't know what year I'm leaving but I want people to remember me for the dash in between. And I, and you know, you, I see you, I haven't seen you on TV, how you dig in, you know, DETV and then the whole sports thing. Speaking of sports, you, you know, neither one of those teams are my, my number one, you know, who my number yeah. one team is, right? <laughs> you know, the Pistons, I got to put it out there, you know, my Sadiq Bay, number 41, he's our nephew. So the Pistons will be my team forever until he goes someplace else and there, and there and there's nothing wrong with that at all i have a pistons hat at, at the house but uh i mean i i mean of course if if you're of a certain age and don't remember the bad boys pistons didn't root for them something's wrong i know you, right you right? had you had three teams at that time you had you you were either a lakers fan a celtics fan or you're a pistons fan exactly exactly and this is pre michael jordan taking the bulls to higher heights people need to remember that there was a time before Michael Jordan. There was Dr. J and the Sixers as well. Mm -hmm. So you had those four teams who were really carrying the NBA, who were the face of the NBA for a while until Jordan took over. But uh, to get back to working at DETV, my original major at Delaware State was actually sports management. Stop it. And then I pivoted to uh, broadcast journalism. So uh -huh. being around sports, speaking to people, talking about sports, I've been doing it probably since I was about three years old. Uh, my friends and my family called me a walking almanac, especially when it comes to sports. You know, I give out stats, dates, facts here and there. I can talk to you about every sport, the, the major four sports in the, in the U.S. or whatever else. If it's, I mean, if it's if it's two people kicking a can, I probably know who has best foot. I can tell you that any of that thing. So, <laughs> so, when, so when it comes to sports, when it comes to really just music, sports, history, uh, the world, current events in general, I can kind of have a conversation with you, but sports is uh, a passion of mine, just like music was uh, as well and still is to me. So, but getting to, I just bumped into Ivan one day, you know, shout out to Ivan. Big Ive, you just showed up to Big Ive, right? That's how I met him. <laughs> you know, uh, shout out to Big Ive. Um, but I, I've known him, of course, for a while, but didn't really talk to him much. But one day he said, hey man, looking for somebody to uh, 
go back and forth with my guy on DTV. Uh, and you know, every time we talk about something, you always got dropping name dropping facts, stats, and everything else. Come on in for a trial. So um, I started with the NCAA tournament for March Madness. Okay. That was my first uh, my first week there. And um, on my on the first show, I predicted that my favorite college basketball team, the Tar Heels, North Carolina, would go to the championship game. And it looked at me like it was crazy because they were the eighth seed going in. Mm-hmm. And throughout the tournament, they made it to the championship game. I thought they were going to win, but they blew it in the second half against Kansas. But they went to the national championship. And they're like, man, you were right. Like, so I went with that. And I was actually fortunate enough to go to their, their Elite Eight game versus Shaheen Holloway and St. Peter's in Philadelphia to go to the Final Four. So I was at that game when they cut down the net to go to the Final Four. So that was a pretty amazing event. But being a DETV um, on their sports broadcast has been a dream come true. Uh, I grew up watching uh, Kent Jackson, Britt Musburger, uh, my idol, rest in peace, the legend Stuart Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, even people like uh, Hannah Storm, Sage Steele, the watch of Sage Steele, she was on HTS in oh my goodness. Um, well before we got to uh, ESPN, uh, Jay Harris, uh, you name them. I could probably go up and down the list. So uh, Stephen A. Smith, who I got to meet while I was actually a student at Delaware State. Wow. Um, he, came, he came to the, uh, let me say, I'm sorry, NBNA, Bank of America, whatever it's called now. Uh, he came to that building uh, back yeah. in 2005 for an event and met him for the first time there. And then met him again at HBCU 2019 when we had the first take mm-hmm. live. Right. Chase Fieldhouse. Uh, so sports has always been in, in, in the wheelhouse in the background. And getting to perfect my craft and, and doing it again on on TV uh, has been, like I said, a dream come true. And it's my release from my regular day. It's my outlet, and I use it as such. But just speaking about sports and just going back and forth with my co-host, Nick Alessandrini, who is an awesome guy. He uh, also works for, for UD on their sports broadcast, things of that nature, on radio and things. So him being a cool guy and then us having a connection. Um, he went to Elon University. My mm-hmm. family is from Burlington, North Carolina, which is about three miles from Elon. So once we had that connection, it was just smooth sailing from there. And then we knew certain players together that we either played against or knew personally or things of that nature. So once we got together and started doing the show, our chemistry has been instant from day one. And we're still still here now every uh, Monday and Thursday usually, but today, don't want to show the video one yesterday, but normally every Monday and Thursday around 6 37 o'clock, you can catch us on DETV, uh, Facebook Live, uh, YouTube, DETV.com, whatever the case uh, may be, all your social media platforms, Instagram, everything else. You can catch awesome. us. Awesome. Awesome. And I am, you know, like I said, I, I'm watching you. I'm, I'm checking out on LinkedIn. That's where I, I get most of my. My uh, my news from LinkedIn. I, you know, no offense to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the like, but uh, I love my I love LinkedIn. Like nobody, LinkedIn is, it's a great tool. It, it's a great tool. Trust and believe. I, I tell I, my clients that all the time. It's a great tool. I do. I do a self plug, shameless self plug for LinkedIn right now. If you are not on LinkedIn, or if you are on LinkedIn and you have updated your profile in a while, please do so. Employers, recruiters, scroll through LinkedIn all day, every day. And being as though I came from an HR perspective, being at Chase, I knew how to look at things from LinkedIn to check people's resumes and what they actually did, their education and everything else. So LinkedIn is a tool that people, if you not have updated or you don't have one, which might be weird if you don't have one in 2022. But in the case that you do not, 
please get one created. If you don't know how to do it yourself, have someone walk through it with you to set it up properly. And Jason, you know that's part of my business, right? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do LinkedIn profiles. I do LinkedIn audits. I do management of LinkedIn profile. So after this, if you don't have a LinkedIn profile, you need to check with me because we got to get you a LinkedIn profile. That Indeed. is so wonderful. Indeed. So Jason, before I let you go, you know, I always ask my guests. First of all, I want to, you know, you can leave your contact information so people can get a hold of you, but you need to leave a last word, a word of wisdom. I call my wow, like my wow, you know, leave that. So tell us how we can connect with you and then give me your wow. You can connect with me on uh, Instagram, uh, Slim Griffey Jr. Or you can find me on LinkedIn, Jason E.S. McCall, or you can find me on Facebook under my same name as well, Jason E.S. McCall. But I cannot leave this show without uh, mentioning that happy things going to happen to me in the next two months. Uh, I am uh, engaged. Uh, love my life. Uh, oh! Wedding date is set for December 23rd. And uh, just being excited about that. She December 23rd? December 23rd. December 23rd, okay. She was actually able to pin me at the Hunter Black Men event. So that was like surreal oh wow oh yes i'm in a happy space uh professionally in a happy space uh personally and i am back at school at i'm home but online i'm at morgan state university pursuing another degree and that's going well right now just just did my midterm so keeping those a's together (laughs) but i will but home is always home delaware state will always be my first love it will always be home it afforded me the ability to still be here right now and make me lasting connections, even with someone like yourself. And yes, you will always be family and I will support until I can't support anymore. But I would say for a last word, what can I say? Be true to yourself. Do not conform to what others think you should be. Be who you know that you are within and people will accept you as time goes on. Do not switch up, do not change, stay you, stay true to yourself, but do it in a tactful way that you're always on the go and you're always improving yourself because in the end, it will pay off. I'm a prime example of believing in yourself wholeheartedly, trusting in the Lord and letting his plan work and not yours because when we plan, God laughs. So just follow his plan and it'll be the best thing for you. And that's what I'll leave you guys with today. Wow, that is wonderful. Thank you, Jason. Thank you so very much for being a guest here on Out and About with Antoinette. And you know, congratulations on your engagement, December 23rd. Um, God, that's a blessing. I've been married 32 years, so I know it's a job, but it's, it's well worth it. Congratulations on that. I'm wishing you continued success as you go back to school. That's wonderful. <laughs> keep learning. You never, you can learn and learn and learn. So keep learning and may God continue to bless you, your mission and your vision and everything that you have planned and unplanned because God has his own plan as well. Yes, he does. And I will see you this weekend. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you for joining me today on Out and About with Antoinette. And I'm wishing you all a wonderful week. Now, listen, every week, 
I have a privilege of interviewing guests from in and around the state of Delaware that's doing some great things in their own communities. And if you're like Jason or, you know, you want to be a guest here and share your good news here on Out and About with Antoinette, please send an email to info at ablakeenterprises.com. And don't forget, you can find and follow me on all my social media platforms, including my blog and my blog by simply using the Linktree ID, A Blake Enterprises. Thank you for listening. And please share this podcast link with your family, your friends, your bae, and your boo too. And until the next time, stay smart, stay safe, and stay social, because I will see you in cyberspace. See ya, it's the D.E. Diva, a.k.a. the Delaware Blogger, wishing you and yours a beautifully blessed day. Bye-bye.